0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Here, Caleb Love is headed to Michigan. I am the resident Michigan Wolverines fan here at the Field of 68, Jeff Goodman. I don't know how... I should refer to you here. Is it fair to say Juwan
2: Howard skeptic? Is that fair? I mean, a, a former yes, a former NBA uh, player who has $100 million in their bank account skeptic. That's how I am who coaches college basketball. And sure. I've been proven right way more than I've been proven wrong. Sure. Well, let me say on the front end of this one, Jeff, uh, we do want
1: to apologize to anybody listening because we do have a new microphone in the Goodman house today. And he said right before we clicked record, it's not horrible but it's not great, which I think could be indicative of how Caleb Love ends up looking for Michigan. Jeff, what do you think of that?
2: Yeah, that's, that's probably truth. I mean, with Caleb Love, you just don't know what you're going to get. I mean, again, a year and a half ago, he was terrific in, in, in the, the, the win against uh, Duke in the final four. And then he was horrible in the next game in the championship game against Kansas. And that kind of describes Caleb Love's career you just don't know what you're gonna get what did Forrest Gump say you know it's like a box of chocolates you don't know what you're gonna get that that's Caleb love <laughs> it is Caleb love
1: um I think the the hard part with me with Caleb and I'll I guess I'll just say this on the front end I did not want this to happen when the rumor came out that there was a chance Caleb love was gonna end up in Michigan I was very loudly against it. I, my take essentially was this look, if you feel your roster's in a spot where you need Caleb Love to come in and be the do everything guy, at least wait until June. And if it's June and you can't find a better option, then fine. But if this was rumored to be Michigan or Missouri, and that might be it, I would have been okay with allowing him to go to Missouri or at least slowballing it before two weeks into the offseason. I mean, you're essentially betting your whole season on this guy, right? There's no way around it. When you bring Caleb Love in to be a high-usage option on your team, your team goes as Caleb Love goes.
2: Yeah, I mean, listen, they need talent, right? They need talent. Caleb Love does have talent. You you can't deny that. Um, so I think it was a risk that Michigan probably felt like they had to take at this point. And again, listen, we can put a lot of blame on Caleb Love last year, but it wasn't just him. Um, that contributed to the 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 terrible year that Carolina had. Um, you know, I think we've talked about it. Hubert Davis needed to ring Caleb Love in. Needed to rein him in. It was like watching a kid play AAU ball last year. Most of the time with Caleb Love, you know, he was taking terrible shots, selection terrible contested shots that should not have been taken, and he wasn't guarding. And to me, you needed to nip it in the bud early. And sit his ass down and play Seth Trimblemore and just say, you know what? We're not, we can lose with you doing this stuff or we can lose without you. It doesn't matter. We're losing. So we're going to try to get you where you're playing the right way. And again, not just on Caleb Love. I think Hubert Davis deserves some blame. I think there's other players at Carolina that deserve some blame. But again, Caleb Love can be very, very difficult to watch at times because it looks like you're, I'm watching a kid playing a U ball. Right.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, it's each their own, right? It's a different flavor. Some people love Caleb loves brand of basketball. Just aesthetically. What does it look like? Step back jumpers, right? Uh, It's exciting when he gets going. He's one of the most fun players to watch in the country. The problem is in my opinion, it's very rare that he gets going for an entire game. He might have a moment in the first half that's exciting, but it still comes on a very inefficient game. And to that point, Jeff, like people point to that stretch at the end of his sophomore year when they made the run in March as, oh, well, that's what good Caleb Love looks like. I pulled some numbers on this, Jeff, because we were there, right? We were watching these games. I'm like, I never, he hit the big shot against Duke. He had big moments, but I never felt like he was anything different from what he normally was in that run from conference tournament play through the run to the national championship game, eight games, they went six and two in those eight games. He shot 33% from the floor in those eight games. Like he did not turn a corner. This is the same inefficient guy. He always was the team somehow was winning those games, but it wasn't like we had a different Caleb love in that moment. Um, And then obviously you mentioned the national title game, right? Like he was bad in the second half. He was three for 16 from the floor. In a right. game, they led by 15. At ha- like that's not bad. That's catastrophic yeah. levels of bad.
2: Well, this so, year, and even more, Greg, even more this year, he couldn't make yeah. threes. Uh, what he shooting the high 20s from three this year? Yeah, I think 29, 29. Yeah, I mean, again, shot under 40 from the field overall. You know, high 20s from three. Didn't really guard. But again, when you are are desperate which Juwan Howard and Michigan are desperate right now. You know, there were a lot of teams that told me they were not going to move on Caleb Love. They didn't call on him. They weren't going to move on him because, again, I think on one hand, you bring him in if you're Michigan because you need a dude that can just score and you're going to probably give him the ball and give him free reign again. That's the worst thing for him. Like, Caleb Love really needs to go somewhere that he's going to be held accountable and not, Given free reign and being a piece and being again benched when he takes some of those shots and learn how to play within a system. Um, he didn't do that this year at Carolina, right? No, he did not. Um, I think that is the
1: fascinating part to me about him landing at Michigan, right? Is on one hand. Uh, look, I'm a Michigan fan. I can say this. I yeah. I don't trust this staff at all to solve the problem where here's a super talented player yeah. who is problematic either in decision-making on the court or in decision-making off the court. And from what we know about Caleb Love, both might be true. But like, yeah. look at this past season for Michigan. The story of their season was that he couldn't get his own son, who was talented as hell, to buy in defensively or on the rebounds on the court, and he couldn't get Hunter Dickinson to buy in in the locker room or off the court. So one of the most talented teams in college basketball season totally went awry, right, because of that. And now here we are where instead of having three guys you feel really good about right now, that team has one next year and it's Caleb love. So it's just an all or nothing bet, which like I said, if that's coming at the end of the off season, that's one thing. If it's coming this early, like uh, I don't think it's exaggeration Jeff to say like Joan Howard might be betting his Michigan
2: career on Caleb love. Yeah. I mean, listen, if, if you have another year where you don't make the NCAA tournament, this thing flipped quickly, right? I mean, there were, there were, a a game away from going to the final four in his second year. And I even admitted, you know, again, it's one of those things where you have to admit at that point, right? You're wrong, right? I admitted I'm wrong. Well, I I admitted about Mark Adams. I was wrong, you know, a year ago when he did a good job and got Texas tech uh, going again and picked up after Chris Beard. But, you know, sometimes again, you got to look at it long-term. Now, Juwan Howard inherited a culture and some pretty good players from John Beline, right? I and mean, we can agree yeah. on that, right? Yes, right? 100%. So it's hard sometimes. Mark Adams inherited a culture and players from, obviously, Chris Beard. Now, he helped not recruit, but he helped coach uh, that program when Beard was there. I-, I just think sometimes we need to look at longevity a little bit. You know, Mike Woodson, another example at Indiana. I don't want to evaluate Mike Woodson off last year or this year. I want to evaluate him after year four or five because that's when again you've had to recruit your own guys. You know, you 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 you've like Woodson inherited Trace Jackson. He did a hell of a job developing Trace, obviously. But look at their roster right now. You know, they've got to obviously uh, get some guards and and. Michigan right now looks like it's a program that's a shell of itself, whether it's the fact that we can we can look at Juwan Howard's coaching, whether it's we can look at maybe they don't have the NIL, but but I still say, listen, if you're an NBA, he got some pretty good players in. Let, let's it wasn't for a lack of talent that they weren't in the NCAA tournament this past year. Jed Howard's gonna be a first rounder. Hunter Dickinson's one of the best players in, in the country. Kobe Bufkin might be a first-rounder. You might have had two first-rounders and and an All-American-ish type big man on your roster. That's enough to get to the NCAA tournament.
3: Let me tell you guys about our sponsor for today's episode, Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 a few weeks back. When we get in the middle of college hoop season, it can be hard for me to eat and drink as healthy as I probably should be, especially in late February and March when the schedule gets really busy. But I found that I felt better as I've made AG1 a part of my daily routine. I take AG1 in the afternoons, after the coffee is worn off, and once the itis post lunch is kind of set in. And what I've found, my energy levels are up. It's improved my digestion, and as a result, I'm not only more efficient and productive in the most important time of the year for me and for the field of 68, but I'm working out more consistently. I just feel better. AG1 is so much more than just a greens powder. It's comprehensive health and the power of habit in one. Covering my nutritional basis for the day literally could not be easier, which is why I trust Athletic Greens. I just mix one small scoop of the AG1 formula with water, and I drink it every single afternoon. Done. Just like that. I also like that it only costs $3 a day. The price is right. If a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is the answer. They are giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Free! Just go to athleticgreens.com backslash field 68. That's athleticgreens.com backslash field 68. The link is in the description below. Check it out. Support the field of 68 and feel better about yourself.
1: Yeah, 100% it is. And I I think everyone will always look back on last season, especially if it doesn't turn around for his trajectory going forward. Like that was the jumping off point was that was a really good team on paper. It never fully connected. And I don't think we'll know. I've said this throughout the year. I don't think we will know what the main cause of last season was until a year or two down the line. Like, you could convince me that Hunter Dickinson was just such a toxic person to have around that room. I don't want to shit on the kid too much yeah, I, I like Hunter.
2: I don't believe that. I don't believe don't? that because I still think he, he's a kid who plays hard in the court. He was their best player. So it wasn't like people were looking at him and being like, hey, he got paid when he shouldn't have. He had already proven it. Right, right. No, you're right, and the production was there to back it up. Hunter played fantastic through
1: the course of the season.
2: He didn't have but a point I guard. I do think they were... didn't really have a point guard. Doug was was pretty good, you know, the last third of the season. But yeah, but but you know, listen. Having said that, they had enough to get in the tournament again. I'll, I'll keep going back right. to that. They had plenty of talent to get to the NCAA tournament. Right. So here's if I'm playing
1: devil's advocate with myself here, because again, I'm very skeptical of how this is going to work. Sure. The one thing that gives me hope is that Howard Isley, the assistant coach for Michigan who runs the backcourt, has done a really, really phenomenal job with development of the guys that he has worked with since he came in with Juwan. I'm talking going back to the the first group. He was really with Eli Brooks and with Franz Wagner. And Franz ended up a pro, but Franz was not a lottery pick when he walked through those doors. Eli Brooks had never played significant minutes, even under John Beeline, and he was a Beeline guy, But to get two really productive years of Eli Brooks that they did, I think Isley deserves a lot of credit. Then you turn the page forward. Kobe Bufkin went from a guy who wasn't in the rotation to a a lock first-round pick. Yep. I think Caleb Love's work with Howard Isley will be very interesting to watch because there is a talent within Caleb Love, clearly, where I don't know if it's just eliminating the shot selection stuff. I don't know what it is. And this team's going to need him to take a lot of shots. We know that. But I am optimistic that Howard Isley could get him on the right track to where he is an NBA
2: player. Is that crazy to think about a year from now? I love Isley. I love Isley. I've known him since he was at Boston College as a, as a player. So I think that was a great hire. And I, you know, I look at their staff and I, I still like it because it the three of them are very different. Obviously, you got Martelli as the older dude who can coach. You know, Isley is the NBA guy, and and Saudi Washington is the recruiter who already had. Michigan and Midwest ties, so I kind of like those guys. Um, you just got to bring more around Caleb Love. Like, I, I don't know again what they have in NIL right now left to be able to get other dudes. But you know, who who do they get? They got a a, a guy who barely, a big man who barely played at Seton Hall. I, he was a backup. He averaged six points a game. Now I hope to hell he's he's a he's a Midwest guy. I think he's from Detroit, but ultimately. He better be your your third big man. He better be your third big man. If he's your starting big man, right. you're in major trouble here. So you better fill out the roster now. And there's nothing wrong with, again, getting a guy like that if he is your third big. It's like right. um, Sean Miller got Logan Duncan from Indiana. Well, that's going to be his backup big. You've got to fill out the roster with four-year players. You can't have everybody. But But right now, Michigan needs more than backups. They, need, they right. need to fill out their roster with some good players around Caleb Love so that he is not just uh, jacking shots left and right like he was at Carolina.
1: Yeah, it was like they were hiring for the starting four position, and the only qualification was, are you better than Terrence Williams? And they are like, you got the job immediately. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, that's not what we needed. We needed an impact guy. But uh, from what I've heard, Jeff, I'm going to pull it from what I've heard on you right yeah. now. I'm clearly yeah. not a source guy, but uh, from what I've heard, they're still recruiting. They're they're at 14 scholarship players right now and they're still recruiting the portal. Well, that
2: means that means there'll be some uh some guys that do not get their scholarships renewed. Correct. Uh, which which is going on everywhere. I mean, it's a shit show right now. You should hear the calls I'm getting from from coaches right now. It's really? the worst it's ever been. I had one coach call me yesterday and he goes, "My friends, the guys I thought were my good friends, head coaches are recruiting my players right now without telling me? Like Ugh. it's that bad right now?
1: Yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal. It's crazy times in the sport. All right, I'm gonna throw the the diabolical twisted question at you here. Go ahead. Does the addition of Caleb Love put any thought in Hunter Dickinson's mind to return to Michigan?
2: <laughs> I wouldn't think so. I would. I would think to be honest. If if I'm a big. Uh, having watched Caleb Love over the last two years, I would not want to play with Caleb Love. And, and, right. and I don't mean to take a shot at Caleb Love, but let's face it, he is not a guy who constantly looks for big men to pass it to. The only way they're getting the ball is to get it off the rim when Caleb Love misses his shots. That's true. Uh, yeah, I, he's got to listen. He's got to mature in his game again. He's got to mature in his game, but he needs a coach to help him mature in his game. I, I go back to it. Caleb love can be so much fun to watch when he's making those, those context contested step back threes. But yeah. again, when he's not, he, he can lose you games too. And, and, and that's where, um, you know, and even the part I, I remember last year, I don't know if you remember this, I ranked them number two. Like maybe last like, I don't know, June or something like that. Before who did I who did I have won at the end? Was it gonzalez No. I don't remember who I put at one. Somebody came back, uh well, I think it was Carolina. I put it one at the end when they got Pete Nance. Okay. Everybody else had them one. But I had them at two before they got Pete Nance. And he tweeted at me how disrespectful it was. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Remember that? And it was I'm a like, great, come on, great man. Day. Great day. I got you two. Like, disrespectful. You had a, I mean, again, Carolina now, if you look at it over the last two years, they had one good month, really good, terrific month. And the yeah. other the other eight of them were subpar. For, yeah. By Carolina standards, they were bad. I'll give him yeah. so I'll give him average. How's that? I'll give him average and be nice to him. And a lot of that was uh again what was Caleb Love contributed to that. How how, do, how could he not?
1: Yeah, I think that's kind. I think uh if we talk by North Carolina standards, I think it's a disaster. If we're talking like I- it, Iowa Hawkeyes standards, I think they would say it's disappointing what UNC's done the last couple of years. Um so Last thing I want to hit on before we wrap this up. So, I, uh, you know, Big Ten guy here. We've had a lot of Big Ten conversations within our network in general. What's wrong with this league's performance in March? Why do they struggle? The Purdue conversation, etc. cetera. This does seem, if you look at the ads Michigan has made, not just Caleb Love, but also Trey Jackson from Seton Hall, also Namari Burnett from Alabama, like Michigan on paper next year, is going to actually have some athletes. Like if Terrace Reed starts at the five, if they're playing the three guards together, stylistically that is something that you don't see very often in the Big Ten. And if there's one thing to be excited about as a Michigan fan, for me, it would be that. Maybe that bodes well as a refreshing change of pace, both in the conference and potentially outside of it. Do you think that's a good shift for this program?
2: When I see it, I'll believe it. It's the same thing with Mike Woodson. When I see him play two bigs that, that aren't traditional bigs, I'll believe that, that they're changing their style. Until then, I'm not believing it. You know, Jawan Hire was a traditional big. Do these guys understand that the game has changed? They should. I mean, you see it in the NBA. So you got to do it in college. But again, Indiana playing race and trace. Indiana getting, and I don't mean to make this an Indiana pod. I, I've talked way too much about the Hoosiers <laughs> here, but but there are some parallels, is all I'm saying, between Woodson and Juwan, right? Juwan even in year two, like I said, he was terrific, got to the Elite Eight. Woodson didn't get that far in the tournament, but people were like tweeting at me, "Don't compare Woodson to Juwan," and I'm like, well, "Wait, wait, like let's wait it out here, because Woodson could be Juwan in two or three years." And the Indiana program could be back to what it was, you know, four years ago when it was completely irrelevant. I don't know if that's the way Michigan's going. But, again, they barely got in the tournament two years ago or a year ago when they went to the Sweet 16, barely snuck in. I I don't know what Juwan's record is in the last – since they went to the Elite Eight. We can look this up probably right now. Since they went to the Elite Eight, Greg, what is their Big Ten record? Can you tell me that? Uh yeah, I'm pulling it up. My right guess now. is it's 500.
1: It was 22 and 18.
2: So yeah, above 500, 11 and nine both years in the Big Ten. 11 and nine both years. I mean, yep. uh, you're in Michigan. Like it's got to be better than that. You're you're at Michigan. You have the brand. You have talent. I mean, look now again. Part of the talent was obviously COVID year. You know when he recruited some of those dudes, but one of which was his again his kid who he knew pretty well and and you know Buffkin turned out to be pretty good right talent wise he just he was great he yeah, turned he out great. to be pretty good too late it was almost too late right yeah i mean
1: i think in general michigan fans are stuck in a cycle right now where he was recruiting too well for his coaching to catch up because they had the number 1 class in the country 2 years ago Last year, again, pretty good class when Jed Howard overperformed what was expected of him. But to lose essentially two guys to the first round or Musa Diabate to the early second round in back-to-back years from average teams, and I, I, I it's hard for me to say they weren't ex- expecting that because when you recruit Caleb Houston, you expect he's a one and done. When you recruit Musa Diabate, you got to know there's a chance he's yep. a one and done. But that's where it's hard for me is now the recruiting has now jumped down. The only guy they got coming in is George Washington, the third, who's not an instant impact guy. And beyond that, Papa Conte was the guy. He was the guy who was committed. He was committed to Ohio state. And I I think Ohio state backed off him. Holtman went the other direction. He ends up at Michigan, which I like him long-term, but that's, they don't have instant impact guys coming in is the point. And if they've been getting those guys the last few years, now you're in a spot where okay maybe maybe it does make sense to bet your season on Caleb Love at that point because the more we talk about it I'm looking at the rest of the roster like yeah. who's going to use these possessions who's going to take these shots I don't know man
2: um all right I don't know but one. you you going to be able to sleep tonight I mean you got you, I mean are you going to no. watch you should no. just sit around today and watch Caleb Love tape all day all day just to get I ready. Think- uh, do you want my mental health to be in the worst
1: spot possible, Jeff? Like, I'm mean, going to watch just the just highlight reel. Just a, so
2: just watch the Duke game. Just, yeah. Sure. Keep yourself to just the Duke game today. Right. Right. That way yeah, you'll we'll, feel good about yourself, positive. He's making shots. They're smiling. Remember, I mean, that was, that was a fun team to watch for about a month. Uh,
1: you're right. I mean, at the very least, I now have the guy who ended Coach K's career. On my roster, I can claim that for the rest yes. of my life. That feels kind of good. Final question for me to you: It's a simple one. Does Michigan make the NCAA tournament next season?
2: Yes or no? Too easy to you know. Too early to say. Too early to say. I got. Oh, see don't the duck it. Like.
1: Come on, don't duck well, you it. you
2: just you don't know what they're going to get. I mean, what if they get you know Max Miss out of the portal or something? I, I, it's, I don't. But, but I would Jeff, say it's, no. it's Michigan. They're not getting Ace Like I we would know, say, we no. know how
1: this place has to right. recruit the portal. If so, you're
2: asking me, gun to my head, are they going to make the tournament? I would say no. Okay. Um, but I, I, obviously, the portal's still humming here, and we don't know what they're going to get out of the portal. Um, they have, you know, I don't know how much NIL they gave them, Caleb. Um, hopefully not too much. I mean, that that's the thing. That's the thing for me is Hunter obviously got paid good NIL money a year this past year. So you've got that money to be able to spend. I hope to hell they didn't spend all of it on Caleb Love. I hope they saved a good portion of it for somebody else because that's going to be important. Yeah, I would expect they did from what I heard Hunter was making.
1: Uh, And what I would expect is Caleb Love's market value. We'll see. All right, Jeff, thanks for answering my question. And at the very least, we know this. Uh, Maybe Caleb Love just... Was so upset that he played at a school that turned down an NIT invitation that he wanted to go somewhere that he knows will play in the NIT, you
2: know, or the CBI, he can sleep well at night, or right? or the CBI at least,
1: <laughs> or or something. Who knows? All right, uh, I'm sure there will be many more off season updates from us here at the Field yeah. of 68. So stay tuned for Jeff Goodman for the Michigan Wolverines who are in shambles. I'm Greg Waddell. We'll see you next time. For the ones who work hard to ensure their
3: crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early